We're crazy for Swayze. Gonna watch everything he made. We're crazy for Swayze. Then we'll talk about it. We're crazy for Swayze. Gonna watch everything he made. We're crazy for Swayze. Then we'll talk about it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Crazy for Swayze. I'm your host, Vince Troya, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Josh Young. Josh, how are you today? I'm ready for game time. Dude, I'm happy to hear, because guess what I've got for you? Hockey? I've got a hockey movie for you, man. I like hockey. Today, we're going to be diving into Patrick Swayze's sixth film. It's called Youngblood, right? Uh, This one came right after Red Dawn and right before Dirty Dancing. Wow. And... Yeah, so it was 1986, and uh, this officially marks uh, the start of Rob Lowe Watch. Josh, how do you feel about Rob Lowe? I like Rob Lowe. You know, I did listen to him on the Joe Rogan podcast a few years ago, Yeah, and he was a little bit, he's he's kind of Chris Traeger, right? Like, he is his character from Parks and Rec. Yeah, you think so? I think that he very much believes that you can keep yourself safe from COVID if you just keep your body really healthy. Oh, well, I hope that's the case for him. I don't know if that's, like, true. He just strikes me as the type. You know, some people are so health-focused that they think that all problems that go wrong in people's lives are all about the food that they eat and yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, And a lot of times it is, but, like, you know, it's not going to keep you safe from COVID. Dude, I totally understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember seeing on the internet, like, his, his kids, like, troll him on Instagram fucking constantly. Yeah, he likes it. He likes it? Yeah, he likes it. Oh, I, uh, I think I saw him on Hot Ones saying that he liked it. And talking about it? Yeah. Yeah, because like, he, he posted a photo of himself on a mountain, and then his kids are like, you went on vacation, and you took this only, like, this is the only photo you took? And I was like, just, it's like, you, you know, we were with you, and you're just posting a picture by yourself? <laughs> like, <laughs> thanks, Dad. Funny. That's pretty funny. Like, I imagine it's because he's so good-natured. Yeah. I yeah. wonder if he does have a dark side, though. Like... He, like, smokes cigarettes. Oh, yeah, that's the darkest you can imagine. Like, he smoked cigarettes in St. Elmo's Fire. Like, that was his thing. He was the cigarette-smoking saxophone player who just couldn't get his life together. Yeah, I mean, some people do that for a part. They'll actually smoke, even though they don't usually. That's fun. Funny thing about that movie, one of the other characters actually started smoking a pack a day because he wanted to look, make it look authentic for the movie because he was smoking constantly for the movie. And then he wasn't able to quit for 20 years afterwards. Oh, my God. Yeah, it smoking was... Smoking kills. I forget what his character name was, but it was the guy that was, like, the writer in their group of friends, you know? Okay. Yeah. He had a cigarette in his hand the entire movie. I've never seen St. Elmo's Fire. It's, it's good. It's, like... It's not my favorite Schumacher movie because it very much feels like Schumacher is doing like an impression of John Hughes. Mm-hmm. But it's still fucking good. Demi Moore's in it. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. And so is Emilio and Judd Nelson and uh, what's her name? Um, Allison someone. I forget her name, last name. But from The Breakfast Club. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I don't know anything movie. about that. The 80s were such a weird time. It's so weird that, like, Rob Lowe and Patrick Swayze intersected more than once. Allie Sheedy, that was her name. You got it. Yeah. You didn't nailed even, it. Didn't even have to look it up. Yeah. Why Why do you think it's weird? Like, they were real hot at the time. They I don't were, know. They just don't seem like the same type. I don't know. They're both They're both uh, pretty. 
Yeah. They're so pretty. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're good physical actors. Like, they can actually do a lot of stuff. So I feel like they, they're a pretty good pair. And yeah, they both care about their bodies. They're sexy. They're embodiments of what, like, a masculine young man looks like. Mm-hmm. Rob Lowe presents more feminine, I think, than Patrick Swayze does in terms yeah. of appearance. Maybe. I, I guess. I don't know. It's just a, a note that I have. Well, Josh... A little change from last week, since that was rated G. I'm going with an R this time. Oh, this one's rated R. We're going with a rated R film, right? 110 minutes long. It's put out through United Artists, right? And this director, Peter Markle, apparently he's in a movie called Bat 21 and uh, Flight 93. He likes numbers. Yeah, so I'm a little upset that Youngblood doesn't have a number after it, especially being a hockey movie. Yeah. What do you think his number is? Seven. Seven? Wait, Swayze's number? No, Rob Lowe's number. Oh, Rob Lowe. Um, mm, seven. I guess I should have told you first. Uh, Rob Lowe is top build. He is our titular character, Youngblood. That's his last name. Whoa. Yes. I thought it was like a reference. It's probably multi-layered, right? Where he's also new to the thing. But potentially, Yes. Our Patrick Swayze is actually going to be third build today. He's playing Derek Sutton, right? And they're going to be acting alongside Cynthia Gibbs from Death Warrant and Ed Lautner from Cujo and Not Another Teen Movie. Okay. Now, I haven't seen this film. You haven't seen this film. No. I obtained a copy of it on DVD through Amazon. I think it was like five bucks or something like that. And I have a little rundown if you'd like like a little taste before we dive into this. Sure. All right. According to IMDb, a 17-year-old farm boy is offered an ice hockey tryout. His brother drives him to Canada. He has fast legs, slow fists, but is chosen. Will he learn to use his fists to play ice hockey the Canuck way? Will he get the coach's cute daughter? Does this take place in Canada? Apparently. Hockey the Canuck way? Yeah. Well, I mean, he drives him to Canada. It's pretty intense that this movie, like, they're, they're saying right up front, you know, fighting's part of hockey. It's actually one of the most important parts. Yeah. Use them fists. Well, I hope, I hope with this rated R rating, we, we get to see some, some fighting. Some bloodshed. Some fighting. All right, Josh, how are you feeling? You want to strap in for this? I think I'm ready to strap in. All right, let's lace up. Wow. Wow. That was a movie, Josh. It was a good sports movie, wasn't it? Yeah. It has everything you need in a sports movie. It's got the love interest who pretends that she isn't. It's got a training montage or two. It's got a a star we didn't expect to see. And a bad guy. And a bad guy. A very, like, looming villain. Oh, and a mean coach as well, but he's got a heart of gold. Yeah. Gotta have it here. Dude, it, it, I think it checks all the boxes for being a good sports movie. Yeah, for being a sports movie, and then it's just good. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any parts that stood out as, like, a favorite? Well, yeah, I mean, my favorite part was when Patrick Swayze kissed the referee during a fight. Oh, dude. Let's talk about it. 
The fight was ridiculous. It was our, wasn't that our first fight of the hockey experience? I'm not too sure if that was the first one because uh, there was a lot of fighting in this movie. Yeah, like as 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 much as possible. I think it was almost like watching Rocky. Yeah, like it lets you know that uh, it thinks that fighting is the most important part of hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, even though, like, clearly it's not because Rob Lowe never learns how to fight properly, does he? No, I don't think so. I think that was actually a really interesting character part, you know? Yeah. Especially because, like, when we when we are introduced to Rob Lowe's character, he plays Dean Youngblood, right? He lives on a farm someplace in Pennsylvania or something like that, I think right? he lives in New York, like rural New York. Rural New York, all right. New York. So he has an opportunity to go try out for this team. Um, called the Stallions, right? Up in Canada. And the Mustangs. The Mustangs. I could see me. how you'd be mistaken. Yes. Since there's a wild stallion that's on the team. Yes. There is. Yes. So he goes up to Canada then, right? And there's a big rigmarole beforehand, but we learn that they come from a family of hockey players, right? I don't think his dad acknowledges being a hockey player like until the end. Yeah, I think you're right. But Kelly, his older brother, does come out and say that he was a hockey player and stuff like that. And he lost his eye. Yeah, they don't tell us how specifically. He got a puck to, he got a stick to the eye. Oh, a stick to the eye? A stick to the eye. Oh. That was like at the breakfast table at the very beginning. Oh, I may have been in the other room getting burritos. Um, But... Yeah, so his brother has had received an injury playing hockey, and Dean never learned to fight then, you know, like, properly. He's very good on the ice, he's very fast, he's good with the puck, but when it comes to the fighting aspect, he just panics and doesn't know what to do, and always gets hit. Oh, you know, the other aspect of a sports movie that it has is the dad who doesn't approve, right? Yeah. Like, his dad's like, ah, you'll never make it. You, you're you so skinny. Dude, there are two aspects of that, like, dadly disapproval, right? There's that dadly aspect, his dad, right? Mm-hmm. And there's also the coach who disapproves of young blood date and his daughter, Jesse. Mm-hmm. And he's always like, we're going to bunch you, young blood. And I'm like, why don't you call him Dean? And he's, like, like, uh, like mad at him uh, from the very beginning. You know, he's like, oh, I like this guy, but... He shows up hungover on the second day. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. What a jerk. Yeah. So it's like, I, I guess I understand why the coach is kind of a dick. But I was right, you know. I said at the beginning that it's like, you know, his name, it means that, you know, he's the young blood on the team. He's 17. He's yes. joining this team of adults who have been playing hockey, like, their whole lives or whatever. Yeah, he's a child being drafted to the minor leagues to play in Canada. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think he deserves a little bit of leeway. Yeah. Especially since he is the same age as your daughter. At least he's not one of these adult men trying to... Yeah. Ugh. 100%. Skeeve on her. 100%. Dude, uh, wh- do you think his first, like, experience, that tryout experience, once they get up to Canada, right, mm-hmm. was accurate to what an experience like that would be, you know? I think so. I do think so. Yeah. I usually do condition it, like, in the new season of the sport, as you're, like, leading up to your your first games you do a lot of conditioning right okay you you know you're you just got to get your body all muscly yeah yeah so i mean yeah it seems right okay yeah so the, they just split the guy, split all the new guys up into a few different teams and they just had them scrimmage against each other just that's the tryout yeah just see what they could do and he like narrowly beats out the guy who's like a massive hulk of a man who just annihilates everything in his path he looked like ogre from revenge of the nerds but with a full beard 
Yeah, he's just a big old guy, and he's always trying to fight everybody. And this, he had some kind of penalty record or something like that. Yeah, he was like annihilating everybody. Yeah, left and right, just going to town. And they they pit fucking Dean up against him for the last little run, right? And he receives uh, a little love tap to the face, right? Because they get in a little scuffle, and Dean goes down. Yeah, and then his like scar there is like the character trait throughout the movie. Yep, he gets six stitches above uh, his left eye from uh, the not team doctor. I'm thinking the assistant coach. The assistant coach. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. There, he he mentioned that their their doctor wasn't that good, and it take a guy like 45 minutes to get stitched up. So the assistant coach started doing needlepoint to practice, and then he started stitching the players up. Why was he using like a hook? Because that's a stitches needle. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, they're, I don't, they're I don't know terrifying. anything about stitches. Dude, they look scary as all hell. Well, I guess that makes sense. I did get a lot of stitches when I was a kid, but I, it was probably traumatic to me. <laughs> yeah, you blank that shit out. So as Dean then parades around the locker room in a towel looking for the coach, he finds himself out of the locker room, right? Because this is he just heard that uh, he had made the team, and this ogre-looking dude, Rossi, didn't. Yeah, so, like, why was he going out in the hallway? Well, because Rossi was kind of mad. looked like he wanted to fight him again, so Dean was going to go fight him, I guess. Do you think Dean was going to fight him, or do you think Dean was just going to stare at him silently while, like, waiting for his heart to change? Dude, he walked out there in a towel with a hockey stick. I have no idea what he was yeah, it looked like he was going to fight, right? Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking for sure. Especially because he immediately drops the towel, so all he he has is the hockey stick. He didn't realize he dropped the towel, and then, so he's just kind of, like, caught in the middle of a hallway with a hockey stick in, in, in his jock strap, right? And that's when he meets Jesse, the coach's daughter, right? Yeah, it's like an extended scene of him walking around nearly nude. Yeah, just bare ass. He's in a jock strap and that's it. And, uh, yeah, Jesse just takes an eye in and is like, hey, you got a nice ass. And he gets embarrassed, right? Do you do, Have you ever been in a situation like that, that someone's like... I've never worn a jock strap. Yeah, well, okay, I've never worn a jock strap without, like, something underneath it. Huh. Is that, like, weird? I don't know. I don't, I've never worn one. Dude, yeah, I don't... I Pretty sure I, it's to strap your jock, dude. Yeah, r- listeners, <laughs> write in. Am I wearing a jock strap incorrectly if I have my undergarments underneath it? I think you are. I am? I don't know. Oh, well... That's why they had to write in. Dude, I haven't worn a jock strap in a very long time. Is it possible to uh, Should like we put buy a- some? We? I don't know. Do like? Do we need to be protected? Are these things that we should have in our lives? We're not jocks, so I don't think we need straps. Do you want to start like a jackass style situation that we post videos on the internet and try and get on MTV, and then we can like? No. Okay. I don't want to be paid by MTV. What if we could be on Pimp My Ride? Okay, but. Oh man, they're gonna put a fish tank in my shit, dude. That'd be sick. <laughs> we heard you like fish tanks, so we so we made your car a fish. No, they're just gonna like fill my car with dirt, and then be like, "Hey, look, we made it like a garden. You can grow food in here." Do you think that Rob Lowe has a cute butt? Yeah, I think I think he does. I think it's just like. A fact. I don't think it's like something that's left to interpretation. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Rob Lowe, who was running around uh, almost naked, 
was he looked pretty lean. I did would not expect him to be a hockey player. Yeah, yeah, that was I think that's the point though. And yeah. it's also what I said uh, in the intro here. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's a little bit more femme than Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Even though Patrick Swayze has like all of the various feminine influences in his life, he carries mm-hmm. himself very much like a man. And that's like what everybody who talked like grew up with him yeah. talked about in both of the books. Mm-hmm. I feel that. And like at this time also, we are introduced with the proper introduction of Patrick Swayze's character, fucking uh, Sutton. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about Derek Sutton? As the captain of the hockey team, let's let's from a hockey player perspective. Well, I mean, I guess it's time to talk rad or bad dads. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about it, man? I didn't like his introduction. He uh, basically introduces himself as Doctor Sutton with a jock strap over his face to talk about using a jock strap incorrectly. <laughs> And then he shaves Rob Lowe's balls. Yeah, with Everyone a straight does. razor. Yeah. They gang shave him. It was his, his hazing ritual was to shave his pubes. Yeah, uh, with a straight razor. And Patrick Swayze did it. They, they also made a plethora of transphobic jokes during the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it, was, it was terrifying. Bad dad. Bad dad. At the introduction. But as it goes on, he becomes a better dad and more of a brother. Yeah. Yeah. I I vibe on that. That's fucking a good observation. Like, he should have taught uh, Dean how to fight. I think he should have also. Uh, I think that the brother character could have been removed from this movie and replaced with Patrick Swayze doing both roles. I would have liked if the brother character would have hung out more, but I understand why he didn't. Yeah, he was kind of traumatized about it. I think, well, I mean, I even mentioned when the brother, because Dean's brother Kelly drove him up to Canada. And as soon as they got to the stadium, he's like, all right, Dean, see you later. Right? Just drives away. Just drives away. Goes back to America. I'm just like, if I drove all the way to Canada, and this is coming from a person who lives 20 minutes from the Canadian border, right? (laughs) Like, I've dated people that lived in Canada. Like... You you stay go you go across the border. You stay for at least a day. You know, go get a fucking sandwich. They got poutine up there. It's fucking delightful. I've driven through Canada plenty of times, but it's like hours. Yeah, you know, like from New York to Michigan. I I understand. I've never done that drive before. Was it difficult? Oh no. Oh, actually, I have. It's That's... real easy. It's all. It's like a straight shot. Yeah. When I when I was a wee boy, I went to Niagara Falls, and that's the way we went. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's not that long. It's like four hours, maybe five. Yeah. And, I mean, last time I did it, I was going over the speed limit. Because, oh, shit! Because oh, the shit. car didn't have kilometers. I, I, no, Matt Wixon didn't tell me how to how to reprogram it to kilometers. He was sleeping. Um, so I was it, driving too fast. Dude, <laughs> that's what my favorite thing about having, like, an old car is that underneath... Yeah, my car's says. not even old, but yeah, it has kilometers directly underneath miles per hour, so I I know what I'm doing. They're like, this guy is dumb, he's gonna need this. No, I appre- no, I appreciate that. I appreciate um, like having the it, it the automatic is so bad. I hate the electronic shit. It like in your car especially. I mean, I'm all for technology, but you got to give me something that's physical that I can interface with, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't just want to have to press buttons for everything. That's confusing. I Yes, 100%, dude. I 
I can't maneuver around new cars. I feel so old. Dude, feel- and it's like, maybe we could if, like, we could actually drive newer cars. Mm-hmm. You know? It, it's so irritating that we're adult men who work 40 hours a week and we can't fucking buy a car that's, like, 10 years old. <laughs> yes. It makes me upset. Like, Be sad. Like, our parents were able to. Why can't we? Oh, because everything sucks. <laughs> That's why. Because we live in a capitalist hellscape that just consumes us. Yeah, and just sucks all our money out. It's like, ah, oh, well, I mean, you know, you you pay to live. Dude, I work in a room that doesn't have windows. Uh, yeah, my dad said that about my grandpa. He worked in a room that had no windows. Yeah, I, I always feel like that one Operation Ivy song. Like, they're like, what could make your job experience better? And I was like, oh, fucking window. Just, just one. I just want to see What if, if it was fake? Dude, I don't know. I might do that. I, <laughs> I put up a Joe Biden kind of like he's a meat thief art piece at work. I, I was going to call it a shrine, but you're right. It is like an art piece. It's, I mean, like, it's a thing. I'm accusing him of being a meat thief. It's, like, it's stupid. But He does want to take your meat. It's hey, true. I know. Um, but, yeah, maybe I'll hang up some art in there and just get real weird with it. Maybe I'll make, like, a weird window. Yeah. Okay. That's a good idea. Out into the capitalist hellscape, you know? Yeah. Just draw what you think is a capitalist hellscape, and that'll be your window out into the reality. Dude, speaking of a window into the reality, I think we should talk about the... Uh, Dads! <laughs> We never finished Rat or Bad Dads. Oh, we excuse only did, me. We only did the one character. All right. Well, let's keep her going. Let's talk about Dad proper. How do you feel about Papa Youngblood? Mm, bad Dad. I feel like he was bad in the beginning. And then when he, because he was kind of like talking down to Dean before he left. Like, we need you here. We're not going to give you this, that, and the other thing. And like Kelly was kind of sticking up for him, you know. Dad just kind of generally like was disapproving of him going to play Canada hockey. Hey, he's a 17-year-old boy. You should really support his dreams. Yeah. I mean, I think that that makes him bad. I, I think that it wasn't communicated well enough. I think, you know... Yeah, that's how dads are. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But, like... Okay, you're saying he's rad. Dad was coming from a good, like a, the proper place, being like, hey, you're a 17-year-old kid, and this is minor league hockey. Yeah, well, better to get into it. That's a good point. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what, does he think he should get really big and strong doing farm work? I don't know. He hadn't he graduated high school. I guess that's the real thing. It's just oh, like... Oh, he hadn't graduated high school. No. Oh, well, I mean, what does he need an education for? Yeah. He's dumb as dirt. Yeah, he doesn't talk for the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie other than going, Dad, I'm going to Canada. I'm running away to Canada. It's super drive. He's just, like, wandering around through his life and staring yeah. at things. Um, Do you think that... Getting beat up? <laughs> Do you think that that makes him a rad dad? That he was kind of a dick in the beginning, but then like warmed up to him and said, "Hey, yes, please come home. You're we're gonna welcome you home." He served his role. Yeah, he played he played the part of the dad that needs to be disapproving to make his son want to do it that much more. Because, um, I I think his change later in the film is kind of like unearned. Yeah, you know that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I then I'm sorry. I agree with you. Then yeah, the the film doesn't. He serves his role, but it's, like, not... I don't believe it, <laughs> you know? How do you feel about the coach as a dad? Yeah, coach as dad? Very good, I'd say. Yeah? Um, you, you can't be too... You can't be too approving of the people that your daughter dates. Or else they'll just wind up naked getting water poured all over, over him. Oh, dude, it was so weird. Why was he doing that? I don't know, dude. Like, he moves... He lives at this place with this, like, uh, spinster... 
Is that yeah. what you'd call her? Well, probably not you. <laughs> no, Miss McGill. Miss <laughs> McGill is a character of her own. Like I was gonna say, we gotta rank her on the rad dad scale. Yeah, because she teaches him a thing or two. Is she a rad dad? Miss <laughs> McGill is like the the boarding house that he lives in. Uh, house mother, housewoman. She's the landlady. She's the land. Oh, good. Thank you. She's got like nailed uh, it. She's got like twenty pool boys at all times. It's yeah. great. She she talk. She, we're introduced to her just showing him around the around the apartment, right? And then she comes in with a box of hockey cards and starts to go. These are my boys. These are my boys. And starts showing Dean all the hockey cards of her former tenants. And then as Dean's looking at these hockey cards, she's taking off her shirt. <laughs> And then the next thing we see is Dean just laying down, and they're banging, and there's boobs, and it's sick. And uh, yeah, it was a it was a time because that is when we meet our 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 chosen one, our chosen one. Yes, yeah. Baba Yaga himself, <laughs> Keanu Reeves. I was not expecting Keanu. So good, the Canadian goalie. With the craziest accent. He's, he's got doing, like three lines. He's doing the, the weirdest accent work. Oh, man. He's got the coolest helmets. I think he wins Fashion Corner. Fashion Corner for sure. I'm going to you know, take a beeline directly from Rad or Bad Dads. I think we got them all. To Fashion Corner. I don't know like how many Rad or Bads. Okay, Fashion Corner. <laughs> we can circle back to Rad or Bads, but... These these hockey masks, dude. These goalie masks were so fucking sick. Yeah, they were the best. Like we're at one point, Keanu's got one that's got stitches all over his face, and another one, a guy who looks like a zombie. Yeah, I want to. I'm gonna do some research about the history of goalie masks because I guarantee you, there's some really interesting stuff in there. They're cool as fuck. Like, where does the tradition come from, and why is hockey such a lawless sport? <laughs> <laughs> what? It is. It is. Like, you like, can do whatever you want. One of the refs during one of the fights was like telling how many people were punching, but everyone was punching. <laughs> Even people in the stands were punching. It oh, was. Man. It was like. Oh man, I wish I could go to a hockey game like that, but I'd be terrified. The yeah, entire dude, minor time. league hockey is probably one of the coolest fucking sports to see. Dude, should we get tickets to go see a game? Yeah, I don't know who plays around here, but we can figure it out. If you live in the Metro Detroit area and you play on a minor league hockey team, if you would like to give us tickets to come see you, we'll fucking get drunk and yell. I'll for pay sure. up to $20 for some tickets. 100%. I might even go a little bit higher. Dang, dude. I don't. Yeah, I just don't know what they cost. Dude, I, I, might, I might even pay $30. No liquor allowed inside the, the stadium. The uh, ice rink. Oh, says who? That's what, There was signs all over uh, during this movie. <laughs> oh, dude. Even though people were clearly drinking in the stands. All right, so. So I, good. On the internet, right, I saw this thing, how to make, like, the, a hydro flask out of a baby doll, right? <laughs> so what they did was they took a baby, and then they gutted the baby, right? Mm-hmm. And then they shoved one of those, like, water bladders in there that have, like, you can rig up a hose to it. Mm-hmm. So what they did then was drilled a hole in the baby's head, ran that hose up through it, attached it so it was fixed, so it had like a mouthpiece, and then they put the baby into a onesie so it looked like a normal baby doll in a front-carrying child character. Mm-hmm. Carrier, excuse me. And then 
underneath the baby's hat was where the spigot was hidden. So everyone thought the person was carrying around a baby, but it's actually got a giant bag of wine inside of it. Only for moms. Dude, it was like, that's the American innovation that I am a proud of. Like, that's what makes me, Vince Troya, proud to be an American, is innovation. Yeah, me too. Yeah? What's your favorite part about being American? Um, not innovation. Um, I like, I like all the movies. <laughs> yeah, we got some good movies. But, you know, really, it's all about just being mad at whoever's in charge. I like that. I like that, too. Do you think that all these boys being Canadian shared the same, you know, like, sentiment about being Canadian? Or do they, like, because they were, they were kind of giving them a hard time for being a Yankee. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean... No one was yelling at him in French or anything like that. Yeah, but, you know, there was, like, that big portrait of uh, Queen Elizabeth at the one ice rink. There was! So I do think that there may be some more reverence for colonial authority in Canada. I don't mean to be, like, presumptive, but... Yeah, because we don't know. Obviously, everybody's different, but in this movie, it seems like they're all just kind of, like, big lunks. I don't think that they have political views. I think they just like being Canadian and... Because it's where they're from. I hear you. Same reason we like being Americans. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much I'd like America if I wasn't from America. Or Americans. Dude, I don't know. We there just are... talk like with authority on shit that we have no idea about. Like we're doing right here, right now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> well, if we're still in Fashion Corner, though, I do have a few notes. Hit me with it, baby. Well, um, so you think that Miss McGill wins Fashion Corner? No, Keanu wins Fashion Corner. I think Keanu just has of all of his goalie masks because he got a few that were really cool. Plus, at one point, he was wearing that T-shirt with his, his, his hockey pad bottoms on, and mm-hmm. it made him look like he had these goofy overalls. He was being fucking silly. Uh-huh. I okay. like that a lot. I like uh, Swayze eating the rose in the locker room. I that's loved like, it. Is that Swayze fashion corner? eating the rose. That was that's badass it corner. It was completely insane. Oh, dude. I loved it. Somebody gave him a flower a, as he a walked. A woman in. off screen? Yeah. He, 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 he just zooms into him sitting at his fucking his locker with his sunglasses on. Do you have a hat on too? He had his sunglasses on and just smelling this rose and he's somebody's like, "What's that?" And he's like, "Hey, somebody gave this to me." And He's just like, yeah, whatever, just trying to be a cool guy. And all of a sudden, he's smelling it. And then he, like, kind of rubs it on his mouth. And he sticks it in his mouth, and he just bites the flower off. And we're like, oh, my God. I mean, like, this is a thing that you, you can do, but th- you're a madman, Patrick Swayze. It didn't seem like it was what he was going to do. And then he kept going. <laughs> and he, yeah, he took a couple more chomps on the stem. Oh, he was so nuts! <laughs> he's a psychopath! Oh, my God! You know he did it. You know it wasn't in the script. No! That was a choice that motherfucker made. It was was beautiful. I was like, yes, this is exactly what fucking Derek Sutton would be doing goddamn right now. Yeah, I don't think it's what Patrick Swayze would be doing, so that's what I call acting. Dude, it, it was great. Because this character, as we were saying when we were watching it, is very much like... Uh, somewhere in between where he was in uh, The Comeback Kid. Yeah. Right? And what was the other one that I referenced? Uh, Skate Town USA. Yeah. Because he wasn't quite a villain, but he starts out mischievous and you grow to love him, you know? Yeah, and I kind of felt the same way, but it was like where we didn't get to see him in The Comeback Kid, this is how he would be acting, you know? Because Mm -hmm. for the most part, John Ritter was off. And then Swayze was hanging out with the boys. Mm -hmm. This is what the boys are like, you know? This is what the boys are doing. Yeah, so, like, I felt like that was cool, but his character's attitude was much like, 
I don't know. He wasn't as much of a dick as Ace was because Ace was kind of like cocky for most of the movie. Well, yeah, like Ace was like uh, lawful evil. And uh, I would I, say this character is much more like chaotic neutral. I feel like he's a little bit more like, um, what's it called? Uh, Dally. Mm, yeah, very much. But like more fun. If Dally didn't have to raise three kids. Yeah, or two kids. <laughs> two kids? Okay. Yeah. yeah. If well, he one's Rob Lowe. Yeah, if he didn't have to wrangle Rob Lowe. I'd say that this is a pretty good uh, follow-up to The Outsiders. Yeah. Good I way mean, to watch it. Dude, yeah, and especially this this came out, like, only, what, uh, four years after that, too. So, I mean, these guys are working together. They're building re- their relationship still. Fucking and Rhett, they looked so young, too. Yeah, and in Swayze's acting with his friends over and over again. See, Thomas Howell was in Red Dawn just before this one, and that's when his first movie with Jennifer Grey was, you know. And then Jennifer Grey after this one as well. Yeah, he just keeps working with, oh, like, I feel like this is when Swayze was, like, this is really like, connecting. Yeah, this is when it's, like, really deep. You know, all the other shit is like, oh, hey, there's a guy that we know, but it's not a guy that Swayze knows, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... He had a nice little group of friends, it sounds like. How did you like the 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 uh, outfits that Rob Lowe was wearing? Because he had quite a few sexy ones. I mean, he, you know, he looks good in the jock strap. <laughs> uh, he's got the, the green jersey mm-hmm. that he wears in the uh, intro uh, montage and then the training montage as well. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty good one. I don't know. I think you might be right. Keanu might win. Dude, I, I think he's the most stylish person. I didn't make too many fashion corner notes, you know? Oh, you know, I do... What's what's the coach's daughter called? Jesse. Jesse? Jesse? Okay, um, let's see. Her Zamboni? Her Zamboni was sick. Jesse was... Jesse was roped into being the Zamboni driver for the rink that the boys practice at, right? But she loves it. Oh, yeah, she's totally into it. She loves hockey. But That's, she acts like she isn't. Yeah, because, I mean, like, she's, I, I don't want to be like... I don't want to be like my dad. Yeah, I don't. No, I don't know. I guess I don't have it in here. She she had hurt. Well, listened to a game or two of with with Dean beforehand, stuff like that. She was a fan of Dean, and she didn't want to like seem like she was too. I don't think she was. Necess- I mean, she was a fan of Dean because yes. he was clearly good. Yeah, but like it was implied that hockey was a lifelong passion for her that she was like getting away from. Yeah, yeah. See, maybe she should have had the brother who got injured. Oh, dude, that's a great idea. Because then that would be a reason for her to be against fighting and shit. Like, about, I don't know, two-thirds of the way through the movie, she was, like, really mad at at Rob Lowe for wanting to fight. Wanting to fight, yeah. And I, that seems strange for me, because I was like, oh, I thought she was a hockey fan. How's she not into fighting? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, she was worried about him. She cared about him. Whatever. But do you think she was ever worried like that when her dad would fight? Because yeah, it he seems famously me, didn't lose fights. It seems to me that that was like like one of her moral stances. That was one of the like core things of her character that they didn't let us know that she was like not into fighting and hockey. She thinks it should just be a sport. Yeah, but I wonder if that is misogynistic writing because women don't like fighting and like she wants to play hockey and she doesn't want to have to fight. And maybe if hockey was a cleaner sport, women could play. I don't know. Maybe that's a good, that's a good point, man. I don't think personally. I don't think hockey has to be a cleaner sport for women to play. Oh, I'm sure that you don't think so either. Not at <laughs> all. 
They no. can beat each other up all they like. I've always maintained the opinion that I think every sport should be co-ed regardless of what it is, and there should be a ranking system in regards to your uh, capacity that you can perform at that puts you in different ra- different statuses. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, a weigh-in or something of the like. Well, yeah, absolutely, man, because it's like uh, people are more different within their gender than they are across genders. Mm-hmm. Like, on average, maybe women have slightly less muscle mass than men do, and they don't get as tall or whatever, on average. But really good athletes are going to be specimens of either, any gender, you know? Hey, you know, like, everybody's different at the things they're good at, you Yeah, know? and it would just, like, erase so much of the controversy around uh, trans athletes and yeah. stuff, too. And, and, and if you want to get controversial with it... I think we should have, like, a steroids uh, league also. Mm-hmm. Whoever said that joke about letting them go crazy? Like, honestly, if they want to, fuck it. Why not? But it should be a separate league. Yeah, definitely. Like, this is the one that we're oh, we're chill with this kind yeah, of situation. Yeah, we want to see people like Arnold Schwarzenegger playing basketball or whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, like, if an athlete would like to do that. Like, that's their fucking choice, man. I guess. You know? But it's weird. Like, if you have a separate league for it, it kind of glorifies it, I think, is the is hey, the argument. That's a good point. Maybe I am wrong. I could very well be wrong. I don't know if you're, it's... I don't know if it's wrong to glorify steroids. I... Yeah. Yes, that is... Yeah, that would be a glorification of them. I, I don't know. know if it's wrong. I, like, I think it's neutral. They're just a tool, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they do have negative effects for your health. But if you make it more of a public thing and less of a secret thing, then we'll know the effects and Dude. more clearly instead of what they tell you in health class, which is probably mostly a lie. Yeah. If, if, if you know anything about steroids, listeners, write in. Let us know because we're interested in learning about these things. Should we do a call-in episode once we start getting uh, some people listening? <laughs> Dude. I mean several thousand people more listening because we already have at least 10,000 followers, right? Oh, yeah. We've got, you know, like a nice core solid following of at least 10,000. You know, we choose to bring this all to you with no ads. An episode, yeah. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, Vince Troya. We just do it for the love of the game. How do you do this so wonderfully? And I said, it's just, it's just comes out of me, baby. It's just coming out of you all the time. Yeah. Dude, well, I feel good about Fashion Corner. Did you have any else you wanted to bring up in it? Nah, but did any? Did we crown a winner? Is it Keanu? I think Keanu is the winner of Fashion Corner this week. Honorable mention to uh, Jesse Zamboni. Hell yeah. Yeah, I like Jesse Zamboni. That was cool. Um, how did you feel about the coach? Well, let's 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 bring it back to the coach and being kind of a dick when Jesse and you Youngblood were hanging out. never whether he was red or bad. Yeah, this is what I want to talk about because this is when they're going on their date because... He went to a bookstore, ran into Jesse while he was there. No, 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 that's not what happened. Dean goes to the movie theater and meets her outside the theater. I don't know if he watched the movie, but she definitely did. Okay. And then he follows her to a bookstore. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was like a mutual thing. He was being a little creep. They weren't there together. Oh. He met her outside, and then he followed her to the bookstore, spotted her through the window, and then went in and was perusing around, and then she made a move on him. Oh, okay. so I mean, like it was a mutual thing, but he was being a, a creep about it. Oh, because he doesn't talk. Yeah, this he's is just high. like hi. He's just silent the entire time. How was the movie? And she just goes on and on and on, and then she like looks to him for a response, and he says nothing. And she's like, "All right, I'm gonna go." Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, they run into the coach outside. They kind of give the, oh, we weren't here together. We just went to the same place. Because that's and, when it's revealed that she's his daughter, yeah. the coach. So the next day at practice, he gets benched. Or it was a game. He scores a goal and then immediately gets benched. First goal, less than five minutes on the clock. Yep. Benched. First, benched. So he's like, yeah, is he, he's being a dick or whatever, you know? So then he has a conversation with Jesse. Dean is like, you know, if I'm getting benched for taking you on a date, I'd actually like to take you on a date, please. Mm, yes, while she's riding her Zamboni. Yeah. And did you like that prank where he jumped in front of it and acted like she killed him? Uh, that was hilarious. It was very funny. <laughs> Pulled off his boot and just ran around the Zamboni like, whoa, 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 whoa. Dude, there were so many people just walking around on the goddamn ice just with, with their shoes on. Yeah, I guess. Is that like a thing that people do all the time? I don't go to ice skating rinks enough to know. Well, like, they're in charge. Like, I mean, you know. The hockey players are in charge? Yeah, I think so. I feel like that's like a lunatic's running the asylum situation. Well, the coach is a hockey guy, so, I mean, he's in charge, isn't he? I guess you're right. How does his daughter have an office if he's not in charge? You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> She's a Zamboni driver. Yep, so he, he pranks her by making her think that he she ran him over, and then he's like, I guess you gotta let me take you on a date now, and she's like, okay. So they go on a skate date. <laughs> yeah, and her dad's not really involved with that, but yeah. he stays benched for a while, right? For at least a game or two. Yeah, I mean, the time frame of this movie is, like, really strange to me. Yeah, they, they open it up saying that this is on the lead up to the championship, right? Yeah, why is he getting on the team at, in the lead up to the championship? Well, I understand they may have had some injuries. They just need somebody to pop in kind of thing, you know, so they have to have a full roster. But, um, yeah. Now so, I'm imagining that Kelly was out there, like, two weeks prior. Not, not, like, years prior. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he just got that glass eye. He's still learning how to use it. His face is still swollen. Um, but, so, oh, fuck. He gets benched, and it kind of like means like two two games, I think, and then somehow he kind of gets in a fight, and well, I think it was fight time. It was fight time, and the coach was like noticed he was actually trying, and he's like, "Oh, okay, I guess we'll throw him back out there, right?" <laughs> but so they go on this skate date. Jesse and Dean are just skating around, and then you realize that the only other people there are old people, and. There's this, like, skate guard guy that's kind of... That's kinda, what he said. It said on his shirt. Yeah. Guard. Yeah, skate guard guy that's kind of, like, being pushy? No, What's they were being assholes. They were laying down on the ice kissing while old people were skating. Yeah, that's a good point. And I, she had her fingers all splayed out, you yeah, said? Yeah, that's a good fucking point. So he should have been getting them off of the ice and into a nunnery or whatever. Get out of my head. Into my nunnery. And uh, he's acting like he doesn't know how to skate. Why is Dean acting like he doesn't know how to skate before they fall over? Because they're there with all the old people. And oh. He realizes it when they're walking in. Oh, okay. So he's pretending to know how to not skate, but then he runs from the guard and makes the guard cause a huge mess. Yeah, he like runs the guard into some cakes that were on the ice. Were they like gelatin cakes also? Maybe it, something that you need to keep cold. It looked like it was like we had a, a standard cake. And then we had some other desserts that were all in molds. Well, you know, old people love sugary sweets. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love sugary sweets and old people are just like me. It means that you're going to become old one day. I think I will be. And they were there were tables on the ice Mm -hmm. and these there were no they were just snack tables. It it was a birthday party. Was it a 50th anniversary? Like what was happening? Maybe it was a memorial service. (laughs) 
Who knows? It was, it, was, it was the age of the crowd we were working with. But yeah, so the two of them start being jackasses and running this guard all around the fucking skate rink and eventually throws him in the fucking food. Yep. And this is them being, oh, this was so fun and cute, you know, blah, blah, and blah. And then they leave. But, dude, it's the place that they always hang out. Dude, they, they <laughs> run, yeah, they, t- they took her on a date to the place that she works at. <laughs> And then they ran around the whole goddamn rink, like not on the ice, with their skates on, without guards on the blades or anything like that. Just running around, hiding from dad, you know. Oh, I'm gonna, gonna stay away from him. And they start kissing in her fucking, uh, her office. Yeah, you said it was her office. I'm not convinced, but I believe it. I think it was her office. <laughs> I believe it. As, like, I think she the wouldn't Zamboni- be kissing in her dad's office, would she? I don't know. That's kind of that sexy. Rad. That's kind of sexy. It is kind of sexy. But, like, if dad was, like, chilling around, like, and that ups the sexy factor because obviously getting caught is, like, the the, the, the uh, potential of getting caught is the sexy part, right? Yeah, but, but now you got to tell me. Is he rad or bad? I don't know. We're trying to figure this out. This is, like, this is the whole episode trying to figure out if the coach is rad or bad because they don't get caught. But they move to the second location. Dean takes Jesse back to this boarding house. Where he has, like, a bungalow room. Yeah, well, I mean, like, he's in the attic. Yeah. He's in the attic room. And she's, like, looking around and goes, this bed's squeaky and all this kind of stuff. So they throw the mattress on the floor, right? And these two start getting naked. It's like an extended sex scene. It's an extended sex scene. Because it's intercut with uh, Mrs. McGill. Yeah. And well, first they get each other undressed. And I really liked that Jesse had long johns on. I was a big fan of long johns. Yeah, never seen a gal wearing long johns before. I Well, you haven't seen Grumpy Old Men. We need to watch that movie. Oh, yeah, with, with Aubrey Plaza. Nope. What are you talking about? Bad Grandpa. That's... Bad grandpa, not grumpy old men. Whatever, man. That's grumpy close. old men has Jack Lemon and Bar- Meredith Burgess in it. Are you telling me it's a lemon party? Yes. <laughs> Do not Google lemon party, please. Okay. Do not do it. Listener, don't there's two things that we don't Google. Peepin'. Peepin' and lemon party. Don't Google that. Um how do you <laughs> How do you feel about this weird uh, pouring water all over each other after they have sex and I don't know, like, they're still in bed? Pouring water on yourself, on your face? One thing. One thing. You drink some, you pour some on your face. They were dripping sweat the whole time. Yeah, this was the sweatiest I've ever seen two people on a film while banging. Yeah. They were like, it looked like they just played hockey and they were all stinky and, and sweaty and they were just banging it out. So then he just pours a bunch of water on her. Yeah. After he pours it on his own face. Yeah. And they're, they're rolling around, they're rolling around. And like Josh said, though, this whole time it's being intercut with Miss McGill making tea. Also, they're in Canada, dude. Isn't it fucking cold? Dude, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good fucking point. And they're in an attic? Well, heat rises. Well, yeah, that's good. Yeah. But so. The entire time, Miss McGill's making tea, so she brings it up and just lets herself into Dean's room, and the two of them then throw the covers back to reveal their faces, and they're both soaking wet. Like, the bed is all wet. And she's it's, kind of, like, turned on, right, Mrs. McGill? For a moment, McGill. she is, but she looks like she's also upset, because she was clearly coming up there to bang Dean again. 
I don't know. I'd be happy for him. The tea is the move for her. She makes the tea too warm, so they oh, have yeah. to let it cool. And that's when she shows off the cards. And then the boob. And then the boobs. It's 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 tea, cards, titty. That's the move. TCT. It's the the TCT TT. It's the TIT method. It's the Miss McGill's method. What's what's McGill method? Hell yeah. Uh, Good for her. She's you know what? I respect her. Mammary's coming, man. Gonna uh infiltrate locker love. God. McGill. McGill good, method. Good job. Fucking nailed it. McGill method. Keep that keep that handy. You'll need that, folks. <laughs> Do you think you can be killed by really a Zamboni? Dumb. I think you could. It was in Zombie Land. Okay. <laughs> Stupid question, sorry. <laughs> I mean, was it in Zombieland? Maybe it was something else. Maybe it was uh, Hobo with a Shotgun or Machete or something like it was. A, I feel like it was a grindy movie. Not Hobo with a Shotgun. We just watched it. Yeah, okay, so there's no Zambo. Oh, but it is Canadian, isn't it? Right? I can't remember. I feel like but he, he likes a shotgun. So I may, <laughs> maybe maybe a Dawn of the Dead? Maybe it is Zombieland, part of the fucking rules but I feel like he, it would be a, a steamroller or something like that you know like a concrete roller listeners we need a lot of input this episode yeah is there an uh, is there a movie out there that someone kills someone by running them over with the Zamboni is it in Fargo nah no that was the wood chipper yeah listeners let us know is there a movie that someone gets killed by a Zamboni in it I'd be interested in watching it uh, while we're on the topic of the Zamboni, um, does this does this film pass the Bechdel test? I uh, do not think so. Yeah, there's two named female characters. Oh, and there's the two gals at the bar. Their character names were girls at the bar. Okay, never mind. Yeah. So there's the two named female characters. Yes. Okay. Miss McGill and fucking Jesse, and that's I, it. And they definitely didn't interact. No, no, they didn't. Okay, Lil Zam. Um, I do think that counts as a cool fucking vehicle, though. Oh yeah, good because uh, I was gonna ask you. No, I that's I'm counting that as our cool vehicle. We I like that one a lot. Sick whip. Yeah. All right. We've almost made it through the plot of this movie, right? They Dude. they do the kissing and stuff. Yeah, and they bang and and they're so sweaty and it's really fucking cool. And immediately after this, uh. We get a little them hanging out. As Sutton and Dean were hanging out, right? Yeah, like at their weird like uh, clubhouse. Was it a clubhouse? Was it there? Was it? I thought it might have been Dean's apartment or something might like have that. Been. It, it was, was being real deadly. There was lots of outdoor furniture inside and neon lights. Yeah, and, and he's got like uh, tapestries up that look like a beach or whatever. I think there's like a pinball game or something like that. It, it was does a good look like thing Liam house. Neeson didn't show up. Oh. Smash, um, smash, smash. But yeah, it, it was like a, it was like chill pad, right? And like while he's there, he's like, uh, "Hey, we're going on a road game to Thunder Bay this weekend. We got to take those stitches out of your fucking face." And he's like, "I've only had them in for six days." And he's like, "No, that's long enough. Because if we go to Thunder Bay, these people are gonna try and open them up, you know." But like going to open itself up without the stitches. Dude, I am not against your logic. I hear you 100%. <laughs> I think he just wanted to touch his face. I think he wanted to bring his fucking scissors real close to his eye and then pull string out of his face. 
Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I think Swayze's a fucking masochist, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was so good in that fight. Dude, I'm surprised he wasn't smoking a cigarette while he was doing it. Dude, I can't believe he didn't smoke any cigarettes in this movie. Um, But yeah, he mentions that they're going to this really rough town. Like, the hockey team is really fucking tough. It turns out the bad guys on that team. Turns out the bad guys on the team. After Rossi, or Racky, excuse me, left their tryout getting getting cut, he went and joined this team immediately, and he become their, is their, their lone bash brother. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's just the basher, you know, and he's fucking everything up. It and seems it's, like the number one rule of hockey is don't get bashed. Yeah. Dude, do you feel like the refs at this game were not calling fucking hits oh yeah it was their home refs yeah so i mean yeah they're just you know they're paid off home team advantage yeah i guess the home team advantage is real real in uh minor league hockey dude i hear that because the rules are already so fucking loose (laughs) yeah i think that this game was my favorite game because it was our introduction to hannah the uh fucking referee mm-hmm. and yeah. hannah was so dumb yeah 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 he well i mean no he wasn't dumb he knows who to who to help i don't he wasn't calling anything and then when they started fighting mm-hmm. he was the one that was tallying everyone up he was like just like yeah. who's fighting and he knows what's like, going on he's running fucking squares or some shit okay maybe I, he's making money off of that you've won me over yeah he was smart you, you're that. That's good logic. Let's Hannah, go with that one. Rad dad. Hannah's a rad dad. He's our winner of rad dads, in my opinion. I liked his outfit the most. He had a cool fucking striped shirt. Striped shirts are sick. I, I want know. a striped shirt. I don't know. I thought Swayze was a pretty rad dad. Yeah. But, yeah, but Hannah, he was hockey dad. Yeah, he was a good hockey dad. I uh, I loved that fight. I think you're right. That was the highlight of the film. Uh, the 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 huge pylon fight where everybody fights. Yep, every everyone gets in on it, right? Yeah, and well, this, then there's the kissing. Then they're 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 fighting the refs, right? <laughs> D or Sutton's got a ref up and kind of roughing him up, and he pulls him close and just fucking kisses him on the mouth and like fucking holds it. Every time we watch a Swayze movie or really any movie, I'll say, "Are they gonna kiss?" Yeah, and they very rarely do. But they did this time, seconds it, after I mentioned it. It was it was gorgeous. It was like you were you had seen it before. <laughs> Glorious. It was fucking right on cue. Most well, movies don't go there. This movie went there. <laughs> we we've started also watching and you know in, in our in our leisure and noticing when Josh is asking questions or when I'm asking questions about the film. Whether the film answers them. And quite 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 frequently, Josh's questions get answered very quickly. Yeah, and I think that's a good mark of a good film. Oh yeah, right when you're starting to like, you know, we haven't seen this person in a minute, and it cuts to that person. You're like, oh shit, this is what they've been doing. How'd they know I was like that? There we go. That's what movies is all. That's about. a good fucking movie. You've been finding good ones, man. You've been watching them actively. Yeah, I know. I know how movies work. I liked it. I like it a lot. The kissing was, they don't do shit like that dude, anymore. Just gorgeous. In the middle of a fight, and it's, I guess if you think about it, it's implied that it's assault. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which it is. But it's also like, it also it shows how they view fighting in hockey as something that they love. Mm-hmm. It, it oh, is yeah. intimate, you know, because yeah. you're close enough you can kiss somebody, and he does. Like It's beautiful. Yeah, I think it, it was a cool fucking scene. It looked good. Everyone was, was fighting up a storm. Like, it was exciting. I think it's time to add homoeroticism to the Swayze scale. Swayze scale. 
Yeah? Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I love it. You know, it. I try new things out every once in a while. I think that's that's the one for this week, one of the new additions. Yeah, I, I think that's what it should be, is, is, is someone trying something out? <laughs> Are you trying it out? No, homoeroticism specifically. All right. They, that, I'm, I'm on board. I mean, it's sort of uh, like Roadhouse, the, you know, the bastion and the, the basis of the Swayze scale. Swayze scale. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Is kind of homoerotic because yeah. it's a film from the male gaze, but it's all about Patrick Swayze's body. <laughs> um, I think the 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 part follow, directly following the fight mm-hmm. is really where the the change happens in the movie, and that's when we start our our struggle. Then, right? Because Dean has lots. It's, it's an emotional reaction from him alone. It seems like immediately following the fight. Sutton is skating away, kind of laughing up a storm, you know. And all of a sudden, we see Bracky coming up behind him. And he pushes him in a manner that Sutton's helmet falls off. And then he checks him and sweeps his legs. And he falls back, cracks his head open on the fucking ice. Yeah, I thought it was for sure that he was going to die. Yeah, like it was lots of blood. Just... I. I said that it was just like Sam Elliott in Roadhouse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he did. <laughs> Only he didn't die. Thank God. Dude, yeah, it was it was a tough moment. And uh, you really saw Dean's character change immediately after that. Like, even the way he was, like, using his facial expressions because he realized how dangerous of a sport it actually is, you know? Yeah, it's like, uh, does he have brain damage? Eh. Yeah. Uh, probably probably (laughs) like it definitely he he received a metal plate in his head and he did say a few lines that were completely nonsensical yeah (laughs) yeah so i i i dude it was intense it was intense we thought we were gonna lose one of our rad dads yeah it was it was that i think that was the scene though like i said that that was the turning point in the film because dean got really worried and upset and that's when Jesse brings up the fact, like, what if this was you instead of him? Kind of like, I don't know if I could do it, you know? Yeah, fucking Dean's like, I need to learn how to fight. And she's like, no, never fight anyone. Yeah, so... So he flees. So <laughs> Dean quits the team. It was a, a classic, if you're not on the ice in five minutes, you're off the team, and Dean just pouts and walks away. Kind yeah, he of doesn't thing. say anything. Classic yeah. drive. He just... Then he, then he calls his brother, gets him to come back up to Canada, like, three weeks later, <laughs> pick him up and bring him home. And uh, upon returning home, his dad kind of gave him a, I told you so. And do you think dad was, like, justified in giving him that? Because dad was kind of like, you're going to be back in, like, two weeks anyway, so why does it fucking matter? And then he was back in, like, two weeks, three weeks, and dad immediately was like, I told you so. I mean, that's part of the thing that makes him a non-rad dad and a bad dad, because he is like, I told you so. Your dad should never say that. Yeah. I think I think you're right. That's why I'd be a bad dad. I love saying <laughs> I told you so. Um, I do. Do you think that the the change that happens with his father following this, you know, uh, was justified because Dean returns home, and his dad gives him this hard time, and then Kelly kind of is like he roughs him up. Yeah, he throws him around. Yeah, he's like, you got to fucking get your shit together. You have an opportunity here, you know. You have to learn how to fight. And, you know, luckily, 
fucking Jesse or not Jesse. Oh, Kelly, his his thing was fighting in hockey. That was his strength. So he sets up the punching bag, and then they do the training montage, right? Mm-hmm. As as Dean's, like, feeling really good near the end, he's really, really confident, like, I'm going to go back to the team and all that kind of stuff. Dad skates out on the ice and goes, hey, you've been hitting a punching bag for, like, six hours. You don't know how to fight. <laughs> fight me. So he has to literally fight his father. And I think that was the part that Dean had hit his lowest point and had then started to change and wanted to come back up because uh-huh. his dad was like, you have to move past this. Like, I was so worried for you and like, I, I held you back, you know, mm-hmm. and because I held you back now, you were being affected negatively. So I have to acknowledge that I was wrong. And then you have to acknowledge that you're not, you know, you're limiting yourself and you need to, push yourself now hit me and you can push yourself because you can achieve this this is something you can do now it fucking hit me and they they did the fucking stick glove shirt the classic stick glove shirt and fucking dad was like oh you know because like dean was about to fucking knock him in in the goddamn face yeah yeah but i mean all you gotta do to win a fight in hockey is pull the jersey over right that's what the movie implied it's like oh i've I've never seen or dealt with this before yeah this is a new innovation because you've got the fucking you got you've got their hands all tied up in their jerseys so you can bop 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 and you've got something to hold on to and pull Mm -hmm. them into it yep yeah that's the fucking move if if you get if you get stick glove shirts you're you're donezo you're donezo bud yeah, that's uh. They're gonna take obvious. you. They're gonna shine your clock, and you're gonna have to go work at Timmy Hose after that. There, bud. Dean's like never watched a hockey game before. He doesn't know how to how most hockey players fight. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, and then you know, so, well, he's played a hockey game. He's well, yeah. scored ninety three goals that year. Yeah, he's. I, I'd assume he's been hit before. Like, how did he do? How did he achieve everything he's achieved without getting hit in hockey? Well, I guess what the what the IMDb synopsis suggests is that this is the Canuck way, and he's never seen that before. Oh, he's never fucking watched a hockey game before. He's never. <laughs> They're seen all it. Canadian. He's never seen it the Canuck way before. In America, we don't fight. June. Um, do you think that we this- deduce that the training montage is like? It takes place over the course of like two days maximum, right? Do you do you think like honestly it makes it look like it takes place over six hours. Like I'm not fucking around. We have no reference of time for this. It's not like he grew a beard like Rocky. The only and reference is traveled that to a different fucking country. They're or still in the same game series when he goes back. And yeah. that means it's the, it's gotta be the same week at the very least. It has to be within the same week. How did he become an expert hockey fighter in like six hours? How did it happen? And he's going to Canada. It has to be a five-hour drive. <laughs> I know, dude. He probably spent as much time training as he did driving. Yeah, so he drove home. He was belittled and berated by his family, forced into a training montage, and then went back to Canada within a fucking series. Also, look at how much time his brother spent away from the farm going to drive him to and from, dude. He, they needed hands on the farm. That's why his dad was resistant to him dude, going. he was already pulling double duty. Like, what was he doing? <laughs> Dean was being so selfish this entire time. Oh, man, you're right. I, you know, Rob Lowe sold it. He made me think that this guy was not, like, he was a lovable dummy, just like Thor, you know? But he wasn't. No, he was a fucking dick. Yeah, he's a fucking dick. Like Loki. I, uh... 
I don't know. Dean goes back to the fucking team and with with very minimal resistance. The well, coach, they're down a few players. Yeah, they're, they're down like three players because he quit. Fucking Sutton is be recovering. And he's he, the captain. Yeah, he's the captain. And the assistant captain got thrown out for this game because of fighting or something like that. Yeah, and then he was also out for the next game because he was like there in, in his jersey but no skates or pads. Yeah, he was like accosting people. And, like, the entire time, they were like, yeah, let him back on the team, coach. And the coach was like, fine, I guess, whatever. So he goes out there, and they're having just, like, a rough game. Right? Yeah, well, I mean, he succeeds in getting some goals. Yeah, he, he does succeed in getting goals, but it's rough. Everyone's getting beat up and everything like that, and it's, it's, a, real, it's a real hockey game. It's the last game of the, of the movie kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And it comes down to, what, the last second, three seconds? Well, yeah, he gets a penalty, right? They're tied up. Even though the coach is fucking rigged against them, or the refs are rigged against them. They're tied up two to two, right? Three seconds to go. And fucking Racky pulls a penalty on Dean, right? So he gets one penalty shot. So they do the classic. We're going to do a slow motion, triple deke, you know, or whatever. And he goes for a fake, and... Once the goalie moves, he sneaks in real fucking fast and just pops it in, you know? Hits it off the top bar. It lands just inside the line. Classic last three-second goal. Classic. It's a classic. You couldn't write this fucking any better. Oh, man. You know what else was good in this, like, final climax? The coach getting in the fucking stands and fighting. Oh, yeah! Just beating the shit out of people. I do think that that's the last instance of the coach doing anything deadly. I liked it. Is he rad or bad? I think he's rad. I think he might be the raddest. I think he became rad. I think that's what makes him the raddest because he had the dadly journey. He he completed the the entire Two Towers adventure. But it's like he never really changed. He always the had ret- it in here. It you was know? the return of the king because he was, was the fucking boxing man of the hockey time. So time to go fight the fans. And then now he's, he's fighting the fans. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think he's the raddest of the dads. The coach wins. Yep, he got ejected from the game and everything. I think he was the raddest the whole time because he didn't even change too much. I think it's important to put pressure on your daughter's boyfriend. I liked how many teeth Dean lost in this fight. Half a he tooth. He lost like three teeth, man. Oh, really? He lost at least two on the top. Maybe one of them was half a tooth, but, but he still. he won the fight. He won the fight. They won the game because that last three seconds after he won that, after he so, you know scored that goal, everyone came back out on the field, on the field, on <laughs> the ring. ice field. On the ice field. And Racky just like skates right up to him and it's just like, hey, uh, we got three seconds, man. And so they're like, yeah, okay. Rob Lowe initiates the fight, right? Yeah, so they just fucking throw their... No, they don't throw their sticks. They fucking have a goddamn sword, sword fight. fight. Fuck oh, yes, yeah. that's the true climax of the film. They're the skating around fight. in circles fucking using their, their sticks as swords. And then Rob Lowe smacks that fucker stick right out of his hands. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. So then Rob Lowe's like, I'm going to make this a fair fight. And he throws his stick out. And then he throws his fucking gloves. And then Racky throws his gloves. And they start off fighting. Dude, and they everyone gets in on the fun. It's just a big old brawl right out of the ice. It's the goddamn coolest. Yeah, the fucking coach. He's the best. Everyone's doing it. Everyone's having a goddamn fun time. I'm surprised Jesse wasn't fighting, honestly. Oh, uh, yeah, but she's morally 
pose. That would be out of character. Kelly was in the stand. So was Dad. They were fighting up a storm. It was a goddamn bloodbath. Everyone had a great time, right? Some blood on the ice. It's just what I wanted. This movie really delivered, man. Dude. And then very quickly, a nice wind down. Jesse's kissing him on the ice like, you did so good. You fought up a goddamn storm. He's like, yeah, I'm the coolest. And I'm bleeding in your mouth. Yeah. And then a, a little gaggle of kids run up and goes, hey, can we get your autograph? And he's like, fuck yeah, this is sick. And then the movie ends. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, he's just like talking to the kids. He's like, how many goals did you score? And the first kid he asked goes, none. And he goes, none? Dude, he asked the group, and that kid volunteered that response. Yes, he did. He goes, what a fucking asshole. He goes, none. And the little kid goes, I'm the fucking goalie. He asked like a goal. He's never scored any fucking goals. Yeah. You know who has scored goals? Who? Fucking Goldberg. Hell yeah. He's scoring goals left and right. Yeah, well, that kid's a superstar. Dude. Yeah, but yeah, he gives some autographs to the kids, talks about how many goals they score, and then we get the credits. Nice and tight. Nice and tight, even though this podcast wasn't. <laughs> Dude. No, I thought it was a nice Teen Wolf ending. Dude, what was your favorite part? How how does it how does it make you feel? Like it, it makes me feel like a sports movie can be entertaining. I th- I thought it was. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I'm not like a huge fan of the Mighty Ducks. I don't know if I ever really I watched D three, but I don't think I watched the other two. Oh well, they're both a treat. It's it's very much a uh, a Terminator two situation. What? Yeah. You're telling me that a fucking robot comes from the future and tries to kill the kids? Yeah, Emilio Estevez is the robot. Oh, okay. That makes that actually makes a lot of sense. First he got drunk and then he drove around on the ice. Zamboni time. And then all of a sudden, no, he, he got drunk in his car and drove that onto the ice. And that's when the cops were like, that doesn't look right. That's no Zamboni. Um... But yeah, it was a great time. I, I, I agree. Did you have any parts that like, stood out that like really was your favorite part? I mean, I'm never going to forget that weird sex scene. Unfortunately, that scarred me. It scarred you? I mean, it's just like, it's forever imprinted on my memory. Well, well, I mean, hey, you know, at least it was memorable. Miss McGill, like, I was so confused when she showed up in his room at the tea the first time. All right, was that sexual assault? Yeah, he's a child. But maybe it's different oh, in Canada. Yeah, no, you're right. I didn't think I forgot that completely. Yes, that was fucking ch- statutory rape. I don't know if it's different in Canada, man. I don't know. I think kids are kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, whatever. In England, kids are are younger. Adults are younger as well. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, Miss McGill. That yeah. I mean, she just, like, takes her top off. I mean, it wasn't fully off. She had, like, a sexy lingerie underneath. Yeah, and they banged. Yeah, I mean, I, the only reason I thought it was sexual assault is because he was young. Yeah, me too. And his blood is also young. <laughs> he was young and his blood. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, maybe. I'll, yeah, I guess I won't forget that either. But the whole time, she, uh, she like, brings in the tea. I'm like, what the fuck? Is this some English shit? Like... Do Canadians drink tea more than us? Yeah, and, I think that she was pulls her move. Out the cards, and I was like, she's gonna play cards with them. And then it was cards of young men, and I was like, she's been fucking all these young men. Yep, and that's then her she, move. And then she took her shirt off, and I was like, okay, this is awesome. It was kind of <laughs> like an implication, I guess, because it was like she showed up, and she's like, yeah, these are all my boys, and guess what? You're also one of my boys, so I guess we're fucking. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I guess we're fucking. And also, it's his landlord, so yeah, I mean, there's definitely a power imbalance. That, yeah. I mean, the 80s were weird. They were like, huh, young men. <laughs> yeah. Young men love old ladies. Dude. Not that she was an old lady. She was, you know. 
She was an adult um, woman. <laughs> she was also in the others that ghost movie with Nicole that I made you watch. Was she one of the ghosts then? Yeah, she, I mean, I guess none of them. Uh, no, she wasn't one of the ghosts because Nicole Kidman was the ghost. Spoilers. Well, Dude, you know how the the three people come to work at the house? Mm-hmm. She was the the woman that came to work. I don't think she was a ghost. I think she was real. She was a ghost. <laughs> yeah, she was in it though. I remember. I like that movie. That movie was great, dude. I remember that boggled my mind because I was like, "They're ghosts. This allergy to the sun is a, not a real thing." But then I watched the special features on the DVD, and there's a documentary about people who are really are allergic to the sun. Powder. Yeah, and it's it was uh it was an eye-opening experience, and I was like, man, this movie is terrifying. I could only imagine being Nicole Kidman in The Others. How scary that would be! Early 1900s. It's scarier than being Bruce Willis in uh you know The Sixth Sense. Yeah, I guess. Because you're all alone out there. Yeah. And we're all ghosts. That's crazy, dude. Holy shit. Yeah, I don't know. That movie freaked me out. Dude, watch the... Uh, now that we've told you everything about the others... If I you hope you've already seen it. Yeah, if you haven't watched it, it's amazing. You should definitely check it out. It's terrifying at times. Yeah, I love it. Well, how do you love this? I think it's time for the Josh scale. Oh, I didn't rate it yet. Josh, uh, how do you feel? Wow. Wow. Young Blood. Best sports movie I've ever seen, probably. Better than basketball? Yeah. Better than the Battle Royale? Is that a sports movie? Martial arts. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a sports movie. They're like hunting each other for sport. Yeah. Is it better than Harry Potter? Not a sports movie. Is it better than uh, Boogie Nights? Also not a sports movie. Pornography is not a sport. Oh. It's an art. Yeah, you're, you're right. Um, is it better than The Big Green? Is it better than The Big Green? Yes, answer me that. Riddle me that, Batman. Yeah, because it makes more sense. Okay. It could be tighter, but... It's better than The Big Green. That's a, that's a, that's a good mark. Okay. Well, that thing about The Big Green where it stops being about the main character 20 minutes in really freaks me out. I don't like that. <laughs> but otherwise, it's a good movie. Um, it's better than The Mighty Ducks as far as I'm concerned. Because uh, those aren't rated R. No. I think it's the best sports movie, yeah. I mean... I haven't seen Million Dollar Baby. I, I hear that's a pretty good sports movie. I like Rocky a lot. I don't like Rocky. You don't like Rocky? I like that Rocky that we watched, Rocky 3. Rocky 4. Rocky 4, awesome. Rocky 4 is the one with Ivan Drago. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I mean, the only Rocky. No, we watched Rocky 3 because that was the one with Clubber Lang and fucking, yeah. uh, I was going to say Terry, but no, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I loved that one. Because it was so absurd. But I don't think that any of the other ones are like that, right? Oh, they're all absurd. All of them are absurd. 100%. Fucking. Like the, it was a wrestling movie. Ooh, yeah. I haven't seen The Wrestler either. Oh, I haven't. Have you seen The Boxer? No. That one's a, a, a cool one. You ever seen Cinderella Man? No. It's one about a boxer as well. Oh. We should... Watch some boxing movies, maybe. I don't, know, I don't fucking care for sports movies. That's why I'm glad about this one. I would give it. Dude, we should watch Real Steel with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. Let's yeah, watch it because it's a boxing movie, but it's about boxing with robots. Yeah, okay, maybe we should just start a boxing movie podcast. Boxcast. Yeah. Boxcast. Woohoo! <laughs> Every time I see a box, it's a boxcast. Woohoo! 
I want to give it somewhere between two and a half and three stars. Um, since it's Patrick Swayze, let's give it an extra half a star. Three stars on the five-star Josh scale. Three stars out of the five-star Josh scale. I think that's good. How about the Vince scale? Um, I'm going to give it a two and a half out of five. Wow, you're not giving that extra Swayze half star? No, no. I. It was him being that weird silent protagonist in the beginning of the movie, um, Rob Lowe. Yeah. I didn't like that. I wish she would have like had a little bit more agency. You love drive. I know. <laughs> I know. But it seemed like he was floating through decisions. I didn't like that. Yeah, he was dumb. Yeah, it felt like he didn't have much agency. And I did not like the, um, what's it called? Him getting sexually assaulted by his landlord? Yeah. Or the water? The water. <laughs> well, yeah, there were, okay, all right. <laughs> One thing I didn't mention. I, I was hollering at the movie, though. Before the sexual assault of a minor, and I'm sorry I keep phrasing like that. It's not funny, but um, we, not we're intru- or we're we're showing him just chilling in his room. He's laying in bed, <laughs> eating a chicken chicken leg like with wing, his maybe. boots on. His boots are on in the bed. This fucking madman is eating a chicken just leg. One. One chicken leg in bed, but it's not like actively eating it. He had taken a bite and then placed it near the pocket of his pants and was laying there with his eyes shut. So this fucking insane man. And then he gets laid immediately. Is sleep eating a piece of chicken with his goddamn boots on and then gets sexually assaulted. Holy shit, you're right. By his landlord! That fucking sequence was insane. It's nuts! (laughs) The whole sequence. It's nuts! (laughs) Okay, and you don't like that. That's one of the things that I like about the movie. (laughs) I've never seen something like that before, so I will give that point for something new. But, oh my gosh, I don't know if I ever need to see something like that again. That's the most disturbing thing in the movie. Like, this... It's this... I, the boots on the bed, man. The boots on the bed get me every time. Yeah, I mean, you can't wear your boots in bed. That's fucked up. It's just sleep-eating chicken. What if it, what if it's, it's going to get grease all over your sheets? Well, yeah, I could do anything, man. He doesn't care. Or your pants. He doesn't care. The 17-year-old boy is going to be greasy. He likes it. He's just going to get his bed all like that's cr- squeaky, squeaky, all greasy. That's, maybe, maybe he should get it all greasy, fix the squeakies. I think you've got. I think you're onto something, man. Onto something. All right. Maybe he's onto something, <laughs> and you just realized what he's onto. Josh, do you wanna do you wanna hear how everyone else felt about this, and, and a little bit of money talk? Sure, I love money talk. Now, now we don't have a budget. Couldn't find it anywhere. But wow. We do have a box office gross of fifteen million four hundred and forty-eight thousand three hundred and eighty-four dollars. And they made it for zero dollars, so I, I don't know if that's Canadian money or not, though. Whoa! So, um, it, whoa! It might be a little bit different, right? It was filmed on location in in Ontario and in Minnesota, so maybe it was Minnesota trying to be fucking New York. I don't know. They drove through fucking uh, Niagara Falls. Yeah. You know, so I don't know why it was there, but we have a letterbox rating of 2.8 out of 5, an IMDb of 6.2 out of 10, a Rotten Tomatoes of 44%, an audience score of 68%, an Amazon score of 
out of 5. At 86% 5-star, 1% 1-star rating. Josh. Josh. You like this movie more than most people. How does that make you feel? Just slightly more than most people. And like I said, it's because of Patrick Swayze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a valid point. That's a valid point. If all those people had a Patrick Swayze podcast, I guarantee you it'd be three out of five stars. I've got one more for you. I got one more. We're gonna play Ebert, man. Uh huh. All right. I've got I've got a rating. You're gonna guess g- gonna guess the stars. Yep. Young Blood is not a bad movie, and indeed has moments of real conviction, but it is doomed by its plot, which is yet another example of what I like to call the climb from despair to victory. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the whole thing. That's it. One and a half stars out of four. Two out of four stars. Oh, you were man. fucking close. I thought it was two, but I want. I thought that he was being a little critical. Dude, hey. Wow, know. he thought it was a good movie. He gave it half of the stars he could give it. Yeah. And he reserves four for, like, the perfect movies. Yeah. He gave it two stars. That speaks highly of this movie as a sports movie in general. Yeah. Because, like he says, it's got the same plot as every other sports movie. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's good. He liked it. Yeah. Good for him. Should we rank it on our Swayze scale? I think we should rank it on our Swayze scale. Hell yeah. Okay, so I've got quite a few points here. Um, I'll kind of just like run through them quickly. Fighting. Yes. That's... There was there was lots of fighting, so that's a positive. Okay. We've got one point on the Swayze scale. Gymnastics. Um. Oh, there wasn't I, I'd many, say no. There wasn't much outside of the rink exercising. I mean, like, there was a uh, a, a workout scene. There's no gymnastics. The, there was the boxing. You know what gymnastics are. It's like when yeah, you flip I and know. tumble. You're right. You're no right. gymnastics. No gymnastics. Uh, masculinity. Duh. Yeah, there was lots of masculinity. So we've got two points on the Swayze scale. Dadliness. There was so much dadliness. There's three points on the Swayze scale. Four so far. Road trip. Do you think it counts? I say yes. Because he goes back and forth three times. Yeah. Or at least his brother does. Yeah. I say yes because we are shown multiple locations. Uh-huh. And they are distances apart. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. So that's four out of five. Four out of five on the Swayze scale. Thus far. Um, class stuff. I don't think there was any class stuff. They keep saying, do you want to be farmers and miners for the rest of your oh, life? Oh, do you want to be superstars? There is class stuff. There is class stuff. That's five out of six. That's five out of six. Knives. <laughs> do you think ice skates count as knives? Yes! Yes, 100%! Yes! And then, uh, considering that they do a sword fight with their uh, sticks. Okay. I'm Yes, I'm on for that one. Six out of seven. Um, let's see. Nudity. Yes. Seven out of eight. We didn't get any dong, but we got some butt. How yeah. do you want to rate the butt? Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. <laughs> and, and the boobies were cool, too. Boobies were fucking cool, too. But you know what? It does, this isn't a matter of, like, s- sexy nudity. That's, like, a whole separate point. Yeah. It's yeah. just nudity. Yeah, and it's cool. It's cool. Uh, and you said yes to the sick whip. Um, is that eight out of nine? I got a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine. Yep, that's eight out of nine so far. 
No horses. No horses. So eight out of ten. Um, dancing. Do you consider what they were doing dancing? They were at the bar, and they were kind of grooving a little bit. A little bit. And, like, sports are kind of dancing if you do them right, especially on ice skates. Mm-hmm. Eh, I'd kind of give that a neutral, but... Let's give it, it neutral. Yeah. Yeah, we just won't count that one. Eight out of ten still. Um, romance. Clearly. Yes. Clearly. Nine out of eleven. Nine out of eleven. Oh, does this scale go to eleven now? Never forget, dude. Um, no, this. I'm just trying to keep track so I can do a good. Uh, I don't have to say. Oh, just let me do my calculations here so that you know we're going along. So nine out of eleven so far. <laughs> Homoeroticism, the new addition to the scale. Yes, there was. Ten out of twelve. Feminism. Yes. No. 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 I don't think so. I think you're right. It doesn't pass the Bechtel test. That's one measure of feminism, but also, like, there's two characters called Girl at the Bar. Yeah. Um, and one ju- just had a last name, and the other one uh, was the daughter of one of the other main characters. So I want to just go ahead and say no to feminism. No to feminism. 10 out of 13. Um, and g- good. Uh, this is another new addition. Good at job. How do you feel about that addition? Or should we strike it and keep it at a 13? <laughs> I think it's good. Yeah. Let's, let, yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. So He's we're looking at, at 11 out of 14 uh, because I'd say that all of them are pretty good at their jobs. Like I said, all the dads are good at their jobs. Yeah. Being dad. Yeah. Um, Zamboni driver, real good at her job. Yeah. All the hockey people were good at their job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 11 out of 14. That's pretty high. That's like a seven or an eight out of 10. Yeah. It's, let's call it like a, like a seven and a half. Seven and a half. Out of ten. Um, jock straps. Jock straps on the Swayze scale. Doc jock straps. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, this this is a pretty Swayze movie. This is a very Swayze movie. Uh, you know, I wasn't and necessarily expecting it, but... He was a wonderful supporting actor. I liked him a lot in it. Mm-hmm. I think it does show off some of his uh, lesser used parts of his like acting muscles. Mm-hmm. He, everyone does a good job. He was very physical in this one also. And you could tell he was doing the skating and shit. Rob Lowe, I think, was too. I think yeah. he was doing a lot of it. I don't know if he was doing all the stick work, but he was doing some of it. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got two taglines here. Do you want to see if they actually summarize the movie for you? Yeah. The ice, the fire, the fight to be the best. <laughs> and to Youngblood, winning wasn't everything. Proving himself was. Oh, man. Winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. It's the only thing. I think that the second one's better than the first one because it uses that that, uh, little uh, cross-stitch that I was pretty fond of. (laughs) I like that, too. We didn't even mention that the assistant coach was... Oh, yeah, we did. He's been cross-stitching. Needlepoint. Needlepoint. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Well, Josh, I liked this movie. I liked it, too. I didn't want to, either. It was it was quite all right. I think I'd suggest it. Do you have anyone that you think you'd suggest it to? You know, uh, probably Danny. <laughs> oh, specifically a person? I thought you were gonna say like, oh, you know, <laughs> if you want to watch a fun movie with your dad and be like giggling over boobies, this is perfect for you. No, hey Danny, <laughs> watch this fucking film. You want to borrow it? We'll bring it over next time we see ya. You're going to watch this movie because we're going to make you. We're going to hold you down. <laughs> Why? Man, you make me feel dumb. <laughs> Who would you recommend this movie to? 
Specifically your dad. <laughs> Specifically my dad. I'd be like, hey, dad, you want to watch a hockey movie with boobs? And he'd be like, I guess. He'd ask me about the cars. I'd have to tell him about Kelly's GTO because then he'd be in. Yeah, dude, that's a sick car. It you was don't a nice see those car. around anymore. Yeah, it's his favorite kind of car, man. Yeah, it sounds like your dad should watch this. Danny should watch it, and that's it. Yeah, everyone else should have to find it on their own. Well, if you found it and you want to talk to us about it, you can reach out to us. We've got an email, and that's at swayzypod at gmail dot com. We asked for your comments, please. Yeah, please come help us because we are not intelligent people, clearly. Um, you can reach out to us on social media at Swayze Pod. I am on Letterboxd at Vincent Troya, and Josh is on Letterboxd at Josh with CY. We rate these movies in real time, and we rate pretty much everything else we watch, too. If you want to be a part of that, hit us up. And, like, I'm on Pokemon Go, too. Do you, do you want to promote anything else, Josh? I don't know. Uh, my other podcast, Broadcast from Cowhouse, should probably have a new episode coming out soon enough. Yeah? Yeah, and then like maybe three or four more. I don't know. Yeah, listen to broadcasts from Cowhouse if you haven't before. Josh interviews bands, and then you get to hear them play some tracks in the studio. And incorrectly describe movies to you. Oh, yeah, I do that on, on mine. It was uh, horrendous. No, it was great. I think it's one of the funniest things on earth. If you like to see my band play live, we are playing a show at the Lager House in Detroit on the 16th of March with some friends from out of town called uh, the Tin Can Collective and some friends from town called the Lily Livers and a history of accidents. So that's something you'd be into. It's someplace on the internet. I guess that's one of the benefits of recording by the seat of our pants. Yeah. So those are things that we're doing. We're also throwing around the idea of potentially doing a live show. So if a live show is something you'd like to hear or be a part of or anything like that in the city of Detroit, give us a ring. We'd love to hear your opinion and, uh, you know, get a get a feel for if this would be something you'd like to see. Do you have anything else you'd like to say, Josh? Smoke crack. We're crazy for Swayze. Gonna watch everything he made. We're crazy.